the Spanish announce table. It is episode 364 of the Spanish announce table. Dear Santa, we are going to do our Christmas tradition and give you our Christmas wish list uh, for 2021 going into 2022. So stay tuned for that. But of course, we've got something else to talk about tonight. Well, we are coming right off of a fantastic episode of AEW Dynamite, and uh, we're going to be talking about it, but I want to start off before we get into our recap, a, uh, a late addition to hashtag Tweet the Table. Come to, it comes to us from at AUCCATA. He says, this has got to be the fastest two-hour wrestling show I've ever watched. Holy shit, this show has flown by so quickly. Hashtag AEW Dynamite, hashtag Tweet the Table. And that's where I want to kick it off because I don't know about you, Tim, but I look down at my phone because that's how I check my time sometimes. And uh, I was like, it's 845. Like that, then I had to start talking with you. I'm like, okay, well, how are we going to coordinate this? And, you know, it's the holiday season. So are we going to record tonight? Or are we going to record tomorrow night? And then we had to make sure all of our ducks were in order. Our I's were dotted. Our T's were crossed. And here we are. But like, it just snuck up on me because the content and the fun from AEW Dynamite was just so, so great. It's, it's so it. fun. It's one of the funnest things on television for me. And, and I love it. I love it. Yes. Absolutely. I look forward to it every week. I geek out over it. It's great. Yeah, and let's kick it off with what seems to be an AEW trope, and that is having the main event first, or at least having the headline of the episode happen in the first 20 minutes. And that is, in our opening contest, we had Adam Cole Bay Bay taking on Orange Cassidy in a one-on-one -on -one match. And Adam Cole gets the victory, but that is because we had a new debut in AEW, mm. one Kyle O'Reilly. So, Tim, first off, uh, this match was great. Had a lot of back-and-forth action. I really like the false finishes, especially after uh, Adam Cole hit his Panama Sunrise and then did the uh, mocking of the hands in, in his uh, pockets uh, mm. cover, and that got the uh, a kick out. I like that one. But, Tim, what did you think of the match? And then, obviously, the big news here, Kyle O'Reilly is uh, all elite. What do you think about that as well? So the match, um, again, we've talked about this. The Orange Cassidy thing, they didn't really capture lightning in a bottle at the moment. They should have caught it uh, for him to be, like, a big-time deal. But because he runs the same shtick, we're kind of like, okay, it's the Orange Cassidy thing again, right? Now they do a little fun, different thing with each person, but – you know, I, at some point I'm kind of like, all right, if I'm there live, I'm sure it's way cooler. But what I like about Orange Cassidy is now he has a formula or, you know, a tried and true method of getting over to where I feel comfortable saying like, hey, there's this guy in wrestling. He's unlike anyone else. Maybe Dan Housen's the only other one, but there's this guy in pro wrestling who is out-of-the-box kind of pro wrestler. You got to check him out. Here's what to expect. Some fun. He's a slot. Like, he doesn't change up the gimmick so much to where if, you know, he does something that's not in his character, we like, I, well, he's never done that before. You know what I mean? Like, we know what's going to happen, and we can show that off to other people who may be casual fans, and they may get hooked by that. Because remember, when we first saw Orange Cassidy, we are like, this guy's the coolest thing in the fucking world. So to a first-time viewer, I still think he has that it factor and then for us who have seen them week over week at least for me it hasn't it hasn't got stale now again that's because he has new little wrinkles each and every time where 
you know, sometimes he does try and then other times he's in tag matches and he, you know, looks like a sloth. So, um, his stick hasn't run dry with, with me, but what I like about it is I can show it off confidently knowing that there's going to be some fun in his matches. Yeah. So what do you think about Kyle Riley though? Kyle Riley, all elite. <laughs> what do you expect? Cause post-match we'll get into it real quick. Post-match, uh, Adam Cole again gets the victory. And then we have somewhat of this uh, stare down with, uh, let's just call it what it is. The undisputed era, Adam Cole, Bobby fish, Kyle Riley. And then the young bucks come down and was like, Oh, that was our surprise. Cause if you recall from last week's episode, he says, Hey, got a Christmas surprise. You're going to love it. Didn't seem like the young bucks loved it. So didn't seem like the young bucks loved it, but I, I, this feels like their stick anytime they bring somebody into the fold, right? With this whole young bullet buck brothers club <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> right? Like, yeah. It, it, so somebody shows up and they're like, what's up with this guy? What's up? I thought we were friends, guy. What? What? And then we'll get dissension for a while. And then somebody's going to get super kicked and we're going to have two warring factions. And that definitely could happen here. I Which, think. You know, hey, what else do you do with factions and pro wrestling? Right, and I think you know, at, at least we're going to get a story to a match that we wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. If you were to say when the Wednesday Night Wars kicked off, what would be a fantasy matchup? Well, it's Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks taking on the Undisputed Era. Right. But with the way Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly came into the promotion. You can't just go like, and now Adam Cole hates the Young Bucks, and here we go. Like, there right. has to be some steps to get to the match, and they do that well, right? Obviously, they had the best storyline of 2021 with Hangman uh, becoming the AEW champion. So, I, you know, I have confidence that they're going to tell this story really well, but the payoff is what the fantasy matchup is, right? Undisputed Era, Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, Trios match next pay-per-view probably um the thing that i thought was interesting about this is and i told you this before we started recording so next week it's going to be the best friends which i consider the best friends not just trent and chuck taylor i consider the best friends trent chuck taylor and orange cassidy like that is you don't have to say the best friends with orange cassidy i think it's one and the same but you get the best friends taking on essentially again the undisputed era. And if I would have told you at the start of 2021, Hey Tim, so there's this Wednesday night war thing, right? I'm going to give you a matchup by the end of this year where it's going to be the undisputed era in AEW taking on the best friends. Like that's mind boggling. It's crazy how quick things are changing in pro wrestling, which I think is so much fun. And we'll get into some dear Santas of what may happen or what we may want to have happen in 2022. But yeah, so next week, Undisputed Era, Best Friends, they're going to they're gonna tangle up. And this is great because I like Best Friends, and this gives them something to do without being the focus, right? While they figure out what they want to do next, they're still going to get matches. They're still going to get TV time. And then once they leave this storyline, hey, maybe we do something crazy. So Maybe. I mean, we'll see. I Look, I like that this is the the real undisputed era and not undisputed era with Roddy, the body. Um, yeah. yeah. So though, yeah, the real undisputed era, even though the turn at NXT takeover where 
Roderick Strong joined Undisputed Era was pretty cool and was shocking to me, and no offense to him, but the Undisputed Era is Bobby Fish, Kyle Riley, Adam Cole. Yeah. And I, Roderick Strong. And, yeah, sure. <laughs> those yeah. are, those right. are the three. So after we got that matchup, then we get into a Hangman interview. So it was first announced that on the debut episode on January 5th on the TBS network, TBS is getting AEW Dynamite, and they get the rematch of champion Hangman Adam Page taking on Brian Danielson. Then Hangman comes out. He says, hey, I was pushed to my limit, but I feel defeated because I couldn't beat I couldn't beat Brian Danielson. And as soon as you think we're going to get the anxious millennial cowboy, Brian Danielson says, no, no, fuck this, fuck this. Hey, you're a bitch. Basically, (laughs) we're paraphrasing. He didn't say any of these. I mean, he said, look, you are a bitch is basically what he said. And and what Brian Danielson uh, proposed for this rematch is an old school tactic. He wants, again, 60 minute time limit that's fine but he wants judges so tim i'm gonna put you on the spot here i didn't tell you about this beforehand mm. so it was announced january 5th the rematch hangman adam page taking on brian danielson the aw championship is up for grabs but there will be three judges i believe uh. three judges was what they said what three judges are you picking for this matchup hmm because you could have fun. You could say, hey, we're doing this in-house because we got our own little Kenny collection Omega. of legends. I'm bringing Kenny Omega as one of them because of okay. the tie to both of them for this story, right? And you got nothing to do with him. I think he'd be like a good, you know what I mean? Good little one. And then, yeah, they're going to throw in a legend. So, Jesus Christ, they're going to bring Brett fucking hard in to judge this thing, aren't they? So... Because they've got the Owen Hart thing coming up. They're going to bring Bret Hart, Kenny Omega, and third judge, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Fuck. I think they're going to pull blame and go somebody like Mark Henry or something. Okay. Great idea. Not but that that's lame. Now, I mean, you know, Mark Henry's good, but you, you get what I mean. Yeah, but now I'll just say – if. If you get a chance to just, it's Tim's booking. You got the pencil. Who, what three judges do you want in there? Not trying to predict what AEW will do. And I'll give you my answers as well. Well, I uh, like the Kenny Omega thing that I came with because I'm smart and I like that. You and are smart. And then, um, damn, I don't know, man. I don't even like, I, I'm, I'm probably going to lean towards something storyline wise. So then maybe I'm going to put in CM Punk, right? Because we got the CM Punk, Brian Danielson thing just waiting in the wings, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I mean, the champ, right? CM Punk's hanging around. He's winning some some fights, right? And then who else? Who would be a third? I'm stumped on a third. I don't know. What do you got? What's your three? So there? I think this is what I'm guessing. I think who they're going to have is Paul White, Big Show. As one judge. I think they're going to do Arn Anderson, second judge. And then I think they want diversity and a heel in there. And I think they're going to do Vicky Guerrero. I think Mm -hmm. that'll be your three judges. Now, if I could do it, this is who I'm picking. First judge, I'm picking Sting. Because if you recall, Great American Bash, when he beat Ric Flair for the championship, Mm 
there were judges ringside. Like that was go that was the part of the stipulation. So this goes back to his time getting over as, you know, your first ever right. WCW champion. So I'm putting Sting in there for for history. Then I'm putting Eddie Kingston in because he doesn't give a shit about any of these people. The only person he cares about is him, maybe John Moxley, and that's it. Sometimes yeah. uh Santana right. and Ortiz, but it's he doesn't fuck these guys, right? He's the best guy. Like he's gonna give you like who won the match between Danielson and Hangman? Eddie Kingston, fuck off, right? So I'm putting Eddie Kingston in as my second judge. And then my third judge is where I'm gonna put in Tully Blanchard. I think Tully Blanchard mm. can just cause disruption. Maybe he gets paid off from MJF because MJF wants to backdoor get a title shot. Because again, he said, Hey, I'm beating everyone here. I want the title shot, and that's how CM Punk came down, right? So I can see Tully Blanchard being the, the the screwy judge who got paid off by the Russians or by, you know, in this case, the the pinnacle. So that's who I'm going with. I'm going Eddie Kingston, Sting, Tully Blanchard. And then again, Sting and Tully Blanchard could be knocking elbows during the match, and we might get a fight between the judges. So that would be fun too. So Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. We got that matchup. And again, we got the promo between Hangman and uh and brian danielson so we get that match in two weeks can't wait for the debut on tbs and then after that we got a quick fire promo from mjf here's how good mjf is that promo on wwe programming is the highlight of the week for wwe and for aw that's just first hour we've got the rest of the show to get to he was cutting down darby he was cutting down sting he was obviously cutting down cm punk i mean incredible worked in a little bit of dissension between him and mjf thought that was really well done My two favorite promo artists in pro wrestling right now are eddie kingston and mjf they're both sitting there I, I, in a yeah it's just incredible mm -hmm. one the the effort that mjf doesn't seem to put into his promos and never right. flubs a line. It's never, uh, uh, uh right. and then it's just never a once, bah, 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 never bah, an, bah. um, never yeah. a, like, I have to repeat a word. Nothing. At least not off the top of my head. Right. You could bring up maybe sure? there was one in January, but like, but none noticeable that we would right. think of. And like, that's kind of the mark where I'm like, ah, MJ is probably the kind of guy who we might see now. Again, he loves wrestling, and and wrestling's in his blood, and he's been wanting to do this for a long time. But like, don't be shocked if he's a guy who gets out early and goes to Hollywood. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's young enough because he's uh, got it. He's or got even it. live action theater, like he's got it. Yeah, he he has the talent, that is for sure. Uh, and then you mentioned Eddie Kingston. The reason why I love Eddie Kingston is I don't feel like it's ever a promo. I feel like there just happens to be a camera next to Eddie mm -hmm. Kingston and he's mad or happy or whatever the emotion is. And he's going to let you know it. Like it doesn't feel like a, and action. It's just like, Oh, we're a fly on the wall. And here's Eddie Kingston talking to us. Right. So right. Yeah. fantastic guys. But as we move back into the show, um, we get a quick match. Wardlow beats up Sean Dean. I mean, he wins via murder by death. And then, uh, Sean Spears tries to, you know, take a shine and get some chair shots. Wardlow is not happy. So what do you think happens with Wardlow and the pinnacle here? Uh, you know, I mean, I think this is where we're heading, right? Wardlow is going to get pissed. He's going to fight MJF. That's a good stall thing to keep MJF busy after, you know, he gets done with, with the current feud. Um, and it kind of thrusts Wardlow into a sink or swim moment. I don't know that I've seen a whole lot out of Wardlow to think like baby face push. So I don't know. 
the thing that I feel that I've been told about Wardlow is Wardlow is awesome. You get what right. I'm saying? Like, yeah. JR telling us this is a future player in AEW is what I've been told. And again, he is impressive. He can do the power bombs. I think, though, again, as far as physicality and physique, and I know maybe his, you know, shoot beliefs is what's getting him on the, the outskirts. But, like, Brian Cage is more physically impressive to me than Wardlow. Jake yeah. Hager is more physically impressive to me than Same Wardlow. rumors in the news that he's going to WWE, Brian Cage. I mean, that's perfect for him, right? He's perfect for their can't talk. Looks like a yeah, million dollars. They're going to make him a machine, like an actual machine. He's oh, he'd Robo love Cop. it. He, comes at, he came out like a Terminator when he fought Hangman at yeah. the uh, Double or Nothing pay-per-view. So, yeah go oh yeah he'll get a dress up like whatever comic book nerd thing they're all into yeah right yeah but what i'm saying is like wardlow it's like okay it it just on paper it seems like it's the thing that you should like but i haven't felt it i haven't felt the like oh i gotta see wardlow right right i agree uh you you were on vacation last week and i definitely uh appreciate you giving me the time to do this show solo for once for christ's sake i'm kidding um but like hook has that i want to see hook feel right hook and hook is just something different he has the it factor where wardlow has everything on paper that you want but to me it's just not clicking at least not yet again like you said it's going to be a sink or swim when we get to it so we'll we shall see all right then after wardlow wins by you know murder by death uh we get dan lambert Mm. and he's talking shit and he kind of said uh the wrong part out loud which i mean he purposely said it but at the very end of this promo where essentially he's saying he doesn't care who wins between sammy guevara and cody the men of the year are getting the next shot whether that's scorpio sky or ethan page right okay fine cool but he says look they, they put me in a position where I can't win. I have to get Cody applause, or I got to get Cody over, and he's more of a dick than me. And right. I thought that was great. So, yeah. How do you feel about the Dan Lambert slash men of the year Cody interaction so far? I don't like anything with Cody since the stuff with his brother. Mm, come on yes you do what you else didn't like there? when you didn't like when mjf turned on him okay yeah that's true that came after the brother yeah you didn't like the build-up between him and chris jericho when uh chris jericho said he had a silver spoon in his mouth and, and uh, that was Cody post said, his brother I yeah his brother came after that no his brother was the first thing oh okay yeah and then he said uh so then i was mistaken on that then the, the yeah. last thing you said <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> No, okay, so maybe I'm a little hard on Cody, but I honestly like because it's the same shit all the time. And the thing with like the Dan Lambert, like I love Dan Lambert and how he's able to do it, but this now feels like he's having to run back the same shit he said mm-hmm. because it's Cody Rhodes and there's vanilla's not much to say about him. Yeah. Cause yeah, you know, the thing that I've said, and I still hold true to it, and this is why I think he needs a heel turn more than just people are booing him is he's gone through all of the steps so far that you can take in his baby face role, right? He had the friend turned on him. He had uh, the, the title match where he lost the TNT championship. 
he put over young guys like Darby Allen. He did the American storyline with Anthony Agogo. So it's like, you've done it all. Now you need to do something different because the babyface thing has run its course. That's why yeah. I think he needs to turn heel. Not because people are booing him. It's because his stories the are The character's done. The character, there's nothing else that the face Cody is going to do outside of you telling me it's finally the way to get him back into a title. Like, we mm-hmm. ban him from winning a title. Only some reason that like you could put that back into the storyline is the only thing left interesting to me. So and even then, that feels like a heel move. So here, here's the follow-up question for you then. Mm-hmm. Christmas night, holiday bash night two, the main event, Sammy Guevara, TNT champion, taking on Cody. What happens? Do you think this is where, hey, we need a, we need a shocking moment because it's Christmas night. We don't know if people are really going to be making sure to watch this, so we're going to give them reason to? Or do you think this is just Cody puts over Sammy like he did Darby? Yeah, I don't know. The Sammy thing ain't going anywhere. So put it on Cody to get it on somebody else, maybe, I guess. But then that's face-to-face, so it's not really helping be a transitional champion unless he does a heel move and everybody loves Sammy. That's where, you know, I think men of the year could be a, what do they call it, a red herring, where they're not really the thing that we should be paying attention to, and all of a sudden it's the Sammy-Cody story. Because then all all – Men of the year have to do is laugh from afar and be like, oh, oh, well, see, 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 like pull a Heenan shit and be like, we fucking told you, you fuck, yeah. you know what I mean? What a bunch mm-hmm. of dorks. All right, you two small dorks go fight each other then, whatever. Like, and Yeah, then, we'll go after the tag titles right. and then they do their right. thing. Yeah. I'm interested though. I will say that. I know this is going to be one of the harder times online because they're doing it right now, right? They're, they're taping Rampage as we speak and then it's going to air on Friday night. Uh, I got to stay off line because I don't want to know, but I do have this feeling that AEW Tony Khan is going to say like, you need to be watching us on Christmas night because we're going to do something crazy, right? Like it feels like the writing's on the wall there. So we'll see. We shall see. All right. So then after uh, we got uh, Dan Lambert talking his shit, we get another good heel, another great promo, Britt Baker and her holiday bash. And not a lot happened here. Essentially, uh, she's got Riho at the uh, Clash of Champions, but it's called something else. Battle of the Belts. There you go. Uh, Battle of the Belts on Saturday, January 8th. And she just says, look, Riho sucks. She's uh, Johnny come lately. She can come in when she wants, but she ain't the girl that's building up the women's division. It's the DMD. And that's great. Again, Eddie Kingston, awesome promo. MJF, awesome promo. Britt Baker also holds her own. Like oh, yeah. one of my stand up standout moments from AEW was the promo her and Ruby Soho had back and forth before their title match. That was some good shit. Britt Baker knows how to deliver some lines and she's great. So again, not a lot of news there, but we got that happening. And then, Ooh, okay. Now we did get some news and I want your opinion on this. Uh, after the Britt Baker holiday bash, it was announced the Owen Hart tournament. Now, if you looked online, you got a little bit more detail because this was more putting over Owen Hart and why we're doing a tournament in his name, which I thought was really done well. It explained how good of a person he was, how good of a wrestler he was. You know, fantastic. Definitely te- check out the the tribute to him there. Uh, but if you checked out online, this is a men and women's tournament. So, Tim, again, I'm going to put you on the spot. Let's do some fantasy booking here. Are you given a winner 
any type of title shot or queen and king of the ring kind of uh, moniker? Or what are you doing with the winner of the Owen Hart tournament? Interesting, yeah, because, you know, giving the winner a shot at a title always is a pretty easy go-to, right? But then it mm -hmm. kind of just makes it feel like anything else, I guess. Mm -hmm. But then I don't know what else you kind of could do that would give it that importance, right? I mean, he was the king of hearts, was he not? I mean, but then you have, you know, I mean, you, I feel like naming somebody a king, you have to run with that kind of king-ish stick sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously, so I don't know. WWE. I don't know if you've got any good ideas, but I don't have anything fresh off the bat. But it would be interesting to see something out of the box, I think. Yeah, I don't. Again, I think they they have more creative terms than king and queen, but I do think giving them the moniker of the best in this ring is me. Like, yeah, they're the champion, but you know, Hangman has the fans behind him. You know, uh, Sammy Guevara has the inner circle helping him. I am the guy who in this ring, like a Brian Danielson, right. I think would be a great first winner for the Owen Hart mm -hmm. tournament because you can get those like air quotes pure wrestlers even on the women's so, yeah. side too kind of well. like your king of the ring like like we always said should be just this like yearly bragging point right kind of exactly. the, the the diamond ring mm -hmm. thing that mjf has right yeah that's what i think you know uh i think this needs to be something to the effect of like yeah titles are cool but for this year I am, I am, you know, how we used to view the intercontinental champion in the nineties and eighties. Like that's how this person should be represented on TV. You know, a Serena Deeb and, and like I said, Brian Danielson, or even a Daniel Garcia, if you want to elevate him, like those would be some good winners. With all that being said though, I think this tournament's going to be out of this world. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, you put you you put Owen Hart's name on it, especially after all this time that's gone all this time. by. Like they're not just yeah. gonna fumble this around. So, and the thing about that too is like the reason there hasn't been something like this on the WWE side is because Martha Hart has been like fuck WWE for the longest time. I thought, and people have even said, even wrestlers. I think Mark Henry did an open letter or something that was like, "Come on, let it go and let him do something." But I'm kind of glad it didn't because now I think we all. I mean, look. If you're not on our side of saying fuck WWE, just wait. I, I've got more to say on that later in the show. Well, wait till we get to Dear Santa. Spoiler. Um, it it just I, it would feel fucking dirty and cheap for WWE mm -hmm. to do it. Yeah, and, I, and, and I, I'm so glad somebody else is doing it. And I understand somewhat of the the hesitation, right? Because he never wrestled in AEW, obviously, because there was never an AEW while he was wrestling, but you know, all of his memories, all of his legacy is in WWE, right? So like there is that aspect of the Owen Hart, uh, you know, tribute and, and remembrance. However, in my opinion, yeah, it's going to be handled with, with, with gloves, like handled with care because we have people who honestly either looked up to him wrestled them like mark henry right mark henry and gold dust or dustin Rhodes, like those guys were actually in the ring with owen hart so it's not just all these guys that watched them on tv but then there are that there is that talent that is influenced by him right the adam coles the even probably brian danielson's of the world who are wrestling like owen hart because that was maybe their favorite wrestler so i'm excited as a fan though that knowing all of that Tony Khan being a wrestling fan and the booker and then all the talent wanting to do their best for Owen Hart. Like this might be 
next year's you know i know we got the g1 classic uh or climax and all this stuff and maybe we do another king and queen of the ring but i think the tournament of the year is going to be this owen hart tournament and they haven't announced they haven't announced no so right. i think they were going to so if you but went then they that just route said, if you went that route where you brought in some folks you know use that forbidden door get some big names from around the world and kind of make it one of those like g1 climaxes where it's a bit of an invitational and like Oh, you, you got to be, you got to be pretty fucking well respected. We're not getting over somebody like, like we're trying to see if, if the crowd takes to this guy, right? Like you're not in that tournament, right? Like you're I, that's in a great idea because everybody unilaterally loved Owen Hart and thought he was one of the best workers in, in the thing. And this is not even the hindsight rose colored glasses thinking, you know, not wanting to think ill of, of, of somebody that's passed. This is in his time. People told us this. So. Mm-hmm make the tournament those kind of people yeah that's a great idea because you know we have seen kenta for example would be a great participant in this battle royal um there's all sorts of japanese folks that they would you know i mean that they have ties to men and women's uh divisions and some of those uh lesser used talents on AEW's current roster jay lethal is another guy that i think would do well in this tournament great for this tournament 100 percent. yes yeah and then on the women's side, like I said, Serena, De- this feels like Serena Deeb's tournament. For the way that I'm thinking of what this is, this is Serena Deeb's tournament, Serena right? Serena Deeb should win this fucking tournament. Yeah, I mean. Serena Deeb should win every fucking tournament. Well, Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida should fight forever. If they're, This is my pitch to AEW real quick. Tony Khan, thanks for watching. Uh, Cody, Young Bucks, thanks, buddy. Kenny Omega, thanks so much. Every for, week, for every in. week. And Cutie, fuck. And Cutie. Oh, Cutie, but you forgot know. to get Cutie on the show. He went on the road it's because Christmas it's Wednesday. Trip, and the, yeah, Christmas. I totally understand. Yeah, but here's my pitch to, to AEW here real quick. If you guys and girls don't make Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb your Peter versus Chicken of your promotion, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. They should legitimately fight on site every single time until oh. we're all so here's dead. the scene right they're they're in the tournament uh you know what i mean but like the, neither of them have a match right this week right they're just in the tournament so they're interviewing because next week they have matches or whatever and like serena deeb's sitting there telling us she's gonna like take you know fill in the blank wrestler and fucking rip her knee off and beat her in the face with it and that kind of shit right so she's doing that and she's just like she kind of like does like one of these quick looks over and she's like hold up and we see the camera pan over, and she's just like walking, you know, back. She's got her towel draped over, and she's just like leaves there, and just fucking deep runs after. Her. We see them fighting in the fucking hallway. They gotta drag them apart. Oh, more, you know, the the way the Eddie Kingston CM Punk uh, feud started was CM Punk yes. was just being interviewed, exactly and then Eddie that. Kingston was like, "I see you, like fuck you, fuck like you. that's how on site. That's how they should always be, yeah. no matter what happens, too. Like you could also use that." fight to get out of segments right so let's just say matt hardy cuts a crap promo or whatever and then you're kind of like well where do what do we do next serena deeb and uh our car just come brawling out of the back (laughs) and then everybody in the ring knows like that's the go home signal that's the the cane drags you off the hall of fame stage exactly (laughs) like they should and they should fight legitimately for the rest of their careers like whenever AEW or if there's this you know independent not independent wrestling but independent hall of fame those two should go in together and they should be fighting each other like that to me 
because they have such great chemistry and you know no, no offense to Karoshita, but like she had her chances champion it was okay her matches yeah. were always good but it didn't really translate so give her something that that's memorable that's what i yeah. say yeah there still needs to be a lot more in-depth you know longer term storytelling writing in the women's division if you ask me but i you know what i mean i i kind of go along with what you say like Sheeta was i think a victim of a major portion of that too like they don't have a whole lot of like there's no hangman storyline going on in the women's division right the dmd thing we were kind of getting behind but she was the heel yeah and you know again uh, if you do want to look back one thing that also didn't work in her favor was that she became champion during a pandemic when there was no fan so it wasn't like we could get that reaction and be like oh okay then i guess we all do like it right so anyhow yeah uh, let's get back to well let's go to the chat real quick in the youtube which by the way if you're listening to the podcast or you're watching this later if you watch us live on youtube either wednesday or thursday nights you know we'll settle in somewhere someday Mm -hmm. uh you can join us live in the chat at like katie first lady did says hey guys just want to say tonight's show was great excited for the owen tournament and overall excited for the new year in general merry christmas and have a happy new year well thanks hey. Katie. thanks and Katie. i think we're gonna do next week we haven't confirmed that with each other yet but we'll probably do a, a year in review show next oh, week uh, you know that's I mean? my favorite episode yes. of the year mm-hmm. i love recaps i love lists i've told you that mm-hmm. before if there's yeah. a channel of just list i'm gonna watch it 24 7 i don't even care what the list is about favorite heavy metal songs i'm fucking watching i don't care i love list i love making them i love watching them i love hearing them next week list it's gonna be great yeah. favorite podcast uh, about tired wrestling tropes yeah right list. I'll, I'll watch number it one 100%. spanish announce table right there right there <laughs> um okay so let's get back into the show here uh speaking of tournaments that we were talking mm-hmm. about we had a tbs uh championship semifinal match yeah because that was for the person to go into the finals uh it was between nyla rose and ruby soho pretty good match i like the finish right nyla rose is up on the top rope uh ruby soho finds a way to counter it and does essentially her finisher from the top rope gets the the kick in the jaw and ruby soho moves on to the finals now i believe it's going to be next week we're getting to get the other semifinal. it's going to be jade cargill taking on thunder rosa are we still thinking Jade Cargill, this is her tournament to to lose, right? Like, this is hers yeah. for the taking. Yeah, I feel like it. It's it's an easy way to get hardware on her when, she, when you – it doesn't need to be the world title because usually you want somebody who can put in – let's say we had to do a 30-minute, 40-minute mm-hmm. match. Mm-hmm. Jade Cargill's not that right now. And, and not to disrespect her, but I just think we – you know, I think we all agree she's still learning in the ring and, and very – coming along great for where she's at in her time in but so well, i think it's a good way to get her hardware there and still establish her dominance right and then it also gives a, a a little bit more substance to what mark sterling is saying right smart mark sterling because then do his paul Heyman, bobby heenan you know fill in the manager type of tropes where it's like this is the best woman and professional wrestling look at the championship it's bigger than the women's championship which it is but nah, no big deal uh you know like he can do all of those things so yeah i think this is for jade and and again jade winning over ruby soho i think is good now again i i, I like to do my fantasy booking on on the fly here this is where with jade cargill and thunder rosa we gotta get Britt Baker to cost Thunder Rose in the match. I get it. We're gonna do 
Ruby sell or excuse me, we're gonna do uh, Rio versus. Oh, this Britt is Baker. real easy. This is real easy. You you just earlier in the night, whenever we've got you know uh, Thunder Rosa getting ready to go up, uh, she bumps into Rebel and Jamie Hader somewhere in the back. They fucking talk shit. She punks out Ruby, and then later Ruby and Jamie Hader come out and fuck with her. And then you can get to DMD from there. It doesn't even have to involve her. She can even be like, I didn't fucking have anything to do with this. Right? She can come out and attack her and be like, you're after me? Like, they fucking did it. And they can be like, yeah. hey, fuck, fuck you. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they still get some of their dissension. Like, I think that's as, as easy as it needs to be. Yeah, I, but I, I think... If, if Thunder Rose is gonna lose, I think we have to. Because again, she's over. Yeah. Not, I mean, more than most women on that mm -hmm. roster, right? Yes. And, so, and organically so. This yeah. is one where they didn't necessarily give a huge push to. Mm -hmm. Like, people liked what they saw and then followed her, and she's got her own social media following and all that jazz now, too. Like, Thunder Rosa has, has gotten a good, like, kind of honest, organic crowd support. And, and that's why you got to capitalize on that. So if she loses to Jade Cargill, which again, I think is the right call, you got to then have Thunder Rosa already lined up for the next thing. And that's again, yeah. to me, Britt Baker. Those are almost, again, Peter and Chicken, yeah. where you, they fight forever, but a little bit different because it's egos and promos and stuff. But nonetheless, um, then we get another uh, matchup. This one's more of a squash match. We get Malachi Black versus Griff Garrison. Malachi Black takes care of his business. The Griff guy. Griff tried hard, right? This was his hometown. He wore the Letterman's jacket because apparently he went to high school 20 minutes away. That's fine. Uh, we get the WWE treatment, though. He gets uh, get a little walloped upside his head, and Malachi Black wins. I think this is a good stepping stone, though, because we didn't see Julia Hart, and I think we're still going to keep, because next week or you know when we're on TBS January 5th, we could see brian pillman jr taking on malachi black because malachi black took him out as well and then that's where i think we're gonna get julia hart saying like what's up check out my crazy eyes i got black mist in them i'm a house of black member woo, woo, woo. right that's gonna be fun yeah 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 house of black member. and then i think we saw in the news Brody king is signed so you may have called oh, that one right so they're gonna have him yeah so yeah so julia it. hart yeah so julia hart joins the house of black but Malachi Black is outnumbered because it's two varsity um, mm -hmm. blonde Brody members King. versus him. And then Brody and we have King varsity blondes in. versus the House of Black. There you go. Yeah. And then Pillman will be there with his fucking canceled t-shirts. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> hey, so then we get yeah. the main event. And this was some fun. And this is where we got some more uh, late tweet the tables that I want to take, uh, take advantage of mm, and read. Yeah. Tweet the tables. And yeah, so, use hashtag tweet the table so you can be on the show too on Twitter at table show. Follow us. Do that shit. So the main event was a trios match. It was yep. uh, CM Punk, Sting, Darby Allen taking on FTR and MJF, better known as the Pinnacle, because that mm. is the faction that they're in. And at AUC Cata says, crazy to think back in 2014 when CM Punk left wwe that he would one day not only return to wrestling but team up with a legend like sting and so the cool part i thought was how each of them were paying respects to the other guy so so sting comes out and he has the cm punk uh you know straight edge yep. fist on his forehead mm -hmm. and then he's got some more red and black um on, on his cheeks cm punk comes out like 1992 surfer sting 
And then you even had Darby Allen cut, uh, you know, painting his face and then using that like bright pink again, alluding to the surfer sting. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. And uh, another tweet the table that we got from that uh, at Katie, the first lady says, wow, stings punk makeup is awesome. And then she follows it up with, okay, I take that back. Everyone's makeup is mm-hmm. awesome. Hashtag AEW dynamite hashtag tweet the table. So this was fun, right? Like, oh yeah. I thought the guy that shined in this match was Sting, sixty-eight year old, or I don't even know how old he is, but he went at it and he was a man possessed. Loved the well, effort that he did there. Forgive me, this was not a hashtag tweet the table. This was just a tweet I saw just a little bit ago as I was like getting up our tweet for the show, saying come join us and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody said in two thousand twenty-one, Sting has had more televised wrestling matches than Walter. Wow. That's crazy to think. It's That's also crazy, crazy to think. It's also crazy to think that Sting Again, I'm not fact checking. I don't know who this right, yeah, person we, we was. And yeah. the tweet's gone. I don't know. <laughs> you know, but like, hey. But it's also crazy to think that like you know, Sting is in that rare air of legend status to where if he wanted to and people would be okay with it. He could just have matches with people he's comfortable with, right? He could say, I'm only working with Cody because I I know Cody's safe in the ring. I'm only working with, fuck, you know, Mark Henry if he wanted to, right? Like, he could be working just with his friends. But I put this as a tweet to the table. Sting has reached a different level of, of legend status just because of the effort he's putting in tonight against FTR and MJF. The, the, the rub he's given, even though CM Punk, I think, is as big of a star as sting is, but like to do his makeup and say like this guy here, I'm cool with. Right. And then you go back early in the year and he does the fun little segment with orange Cassidy, where he does the lazy, you know, pounding of his chest and the, and the slow kicks as well. I, I just respect someone where you don't have to put in the work. You could mail it in, get that paycheck, go home and sign some autographs. And it seems to me that sting is, reinvigorated by being an aw and he's trying and doing things that are so much fun and again with this main event you do us you do your stinger splash and i'm sold that that's all you have to do yeah for me. And you couldn't have told times. me even as we knew sting was coming back you couldn't have told me i would have enjoyed it this much and i would have believed you yeah this because so i remembered most tna sting mm-hmm. and late nwo wcw sting and i was like i don't want to see any more of it and even yeah. WWE's Sting Returns, right, mm-hmm. was fell flat to me. You know, I was like, yeah. and obviously it was cut short with the injuries and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, this has been some of the best thing I've seen since those early NWA, uh, NWO days of, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, fighting the, the NWO. Yeah. And, and the other thing with this match, I think that was fun was, first of all, Everyone stop your suicide dives. Everyone. Yeah. The only fucking person that's Let's doing a suicide, suicide dive. Well, yeah, but the only person who's doing that dive. And what is uh, Excalibur calls it something else, but it's a suicide dive in my book. But um, the only person who's doing this from now on, 2022, everyone stops. Darby Allen's the Fuck only one doing this because he fucking, there is no regard for his, for his well-being when he does this. He goes at a hundred miles per hour he hits you with a shoulder maybe rib cage maybe an elbow it's incredible like that's the only guy that's doing this from now on everyone else stop it you're not 
You're not the on fuck his does level. He call that thing a suicida or something like that. Yeah, he calls Tope it suicida. Tope suicida. Yeah, whatever that means. Um, I have no idea. We don't fact check. Maybe you are right now. But that was my takeaway. <laughs> and then I don't know if you caught this, but when MJF, so the story of the the match, even though the effort from CM Punk is what, or excuse me, from uh, Sting is what I'll remember. Uh, I think the story was MJF just totally avoiding CM Punk at all costs. But when MJF runs into the crowd and then comes and goes by a couple sections and then comes down and goes back into the ring, uh, Punk got gassed. Love you, Punk. Think you're fun. Think what you're doing is is a-okay with me. But you're breathing pretty heavy before Darby Allen, you know, was able to bail you out with that suicide dive. But nonetheless, Sting, CM Punk, Darby Allen get the victory. Uh, and that was your AEW Dynamite. Again, I think what we're going to remember from this is the debut of Kyle O'Reilly. And Kyle O'Reilly, man. Undisputed you know, Era, reunited. But what, what are did they going to call him? What are they going to call him? Give me a name for the Undisputed Era. That's a good question. Uh-huh. Absolute. Call him Absolute. Just one word. Like, you don't the have to have an era. era. They're going to call him the Elite Era. No, because the elite is is uh, Young Bucks and um, Kenny Omega. I think, yeah, I, that's what I would call him. I would call him Absolute. This is the Absolute. absolute. Yep. I like it. Absolute, yeah. just that. There's Not that. even the Absolute, just Absolute. Absolute. Because I Ooh. like Undisputed Era was a bit of a non-traditional naming pattern, right? Non-naming mm-hmm. style for a group, um, which I liked, to be honest with you. I thought like that, to me... I didn't get into them as much as I did as others did in NXT, right? I, like when they were running NXT, and I know they had a long run. That's when I actually tuned out. Um, but I wouldn't say it was necessarily because of them. Like they were probably the best thing on there. Oh yeah. But it just really wasn't. I, I just never got into those three guys very much, right? I appreciate when they're in a match, great match, but they never really bought me into storylines either. So I'm a little worried that they won't hear either. Adam yeah, Cole so I, far hasn't. Yeah, but I think, you know, I think the the slow burn is going to be the story. Seeing the dissension, because we even had it yeah. night one where Adam Cole leaves with the Red Raggins and yeah, the Red uh, leaves, <laughs> leaves the Young Bucks there. That's what they're yes, called. Fucking Red, Red Raggins. Raggins. Gonna be the they're going to use that name, aren't they? Um, yeah. yeah, so, and I also, like, it, this will also be able to, like, tie up the Young Bucks and those mm-hmm. kind of guys without having to be about like a title and it can kind of let some other guys shine in that regard. Oh, and we can do some real fun, especially with these guys booking it themselves, you know, mm-hmm. is you could do right. The slow burn of Adam Cole leaves the super elite does the absolute, whatever we're calling them, right. Does the undisputed era taking on the super elite, but then the, the knife you could stab, and Kenny Omega's back is Adam Cole could be like, Hey, did you ever watch that match? Cause remember when Kenny Omega left, he didn't say he, he watched back his match against hangman, right? You could have the payoff next summer where Adam Cole, his last little dig the you know, again, like I said, the knife in the back is, Hey, Kenny Omega, by the way, when you lost your title to hangman, did you watch that match back? Because there was two guys that gave their approval to Hangman before you were pinned, 
And then Kenny Omega does the looks left, looks right. And now all of a sudden we got dissension amongst the super elite. We got some fun here. I tell you what, this is going to be so much fun. Yeah, it is going to be fun. I'll give you that. So be fun. again, that was your AEW Dynamite Holiday Bash Night 1. Uh, tune in again this Saturday night at 8 o'clock Central Time, the one true time zone for Holiday Bash Night 2. It's AEW Rampage Saturday night, mm-hmm. as I mentioned. And then Saturday next Wednesday is the uh, New Year's, whatever they're calling it. That's going to be fun as well. And then we'll be here. I don't know if we're going to do it Wednesday or Thursday. We'll figure that out. We'll let you know. Stay tuned to Twitter Table Show when we get all of our ducks in a row on when we'll do a show. But we'll do a yearly recap show right around there as well, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Year in review. And what a year it was. So stay what tuned for that. I'm excited. Tim, but what are we doing next? Next, our yearly tradition. It is Santa. You can see Stone Cold giving Santa the stunner here because he didn't bring him enough beer. Um, we like to give Santa a wish list. Now, I don't know if we've ever done much fact checking to see if a lot of these came true. I think I, we can say AEW is a, is one of those wishes come true. It may not have been, you know, every I don't know what years we've asked for a valid number two, right? Oh, a solid 20. real number two. Um, but there's been other Christmas wishes we've had. Go back and listen to any uh, Christmas episode we've had. But it's a tradition for us. So, Tom. Why don't you go first and give me your first, like, dear Santa, what do you want? Yes. From, from oh. Santa for Wrestling Christmas. Wrestling Christmas, dear oh. Santa. And by the way, before Tom does that, sorry, Tom. I know I asked you to go, but don't go. Okay. Use hashtag tweet table. Give us your dear Santa. Tell us what you want for Wrestling Christmas. Yes, definitely. Let us know. We want to hear from you. And then we'll read it next week on our holiday recap year in like you know, review. I like it. I like it. So, again, dear Santa, here is my first wrestling christmas wish i want more licensed music uh, for pro wrestlers walkout or themes whatever we're going to call them i love it i love hooks bronson action bronson walkout i love jungle boys tarzan boy walkout yes. i love the pixies uh and orange cassidy the crossover appeal is too dumb to not do it right it's so great and, you know, we, we grew up, and, and the only thing that we knew was Jim Johnson has to make the music or CFO Why Bunny Bad Bunny sign. doesn't do somebody's WWE theme music is beyond yeah. me. Don't know. and don't right. get it. But, but use more already established songs for wrestlers, and it's, it's the easiest way to make a great first impression for right. me. And as I mentioned this last week, when Hook came out, yep. when I hear Action Bronson, I'm already intrigued. You can even have somebody who's got a person, right? Like, so let's say Hook just does, like, in a year, he updates his theme, and it's a different Action Bronson song. Yeah. It can always change, right? right. Like, and WWE has flirted with it. Yeah. And WWE has flirted with it. Sasha Banks has Snoop Dogg as her uh, walkout. But again, yeah. that's yeah, not a song. She also gets a deal on that. Well, but, th- <laughs> but that's not a song, right? That's Snoop right. Dogg just adding a rap to a Sasha Banks established song. Right. Action Bronson song was already there right. way we before Hook was wrestling. Right. Yeah. Uh, Partisan Boy came out in the 80s before Jungle Boy was even born. So, like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Spend the money and use these licensed music for wrestlers, themes, or walkouts, whatever we want to call I it. Like so that's it. my first Dear Santa. All right. My first Dear Santa. Santa, please give me an Eddie Kingston world title storyline. Or he wins the world title. 
Uh, yep. Yes. Eddie Co-sign. Kingston is kid. I know we've said and we've we've pointed at a few people and said this can be your stone cold esque man of the people guy, but nobody in pro wrestling can do that right now like Eddie Kingston could. I'm satisfied. Oh even Hangman isn't doing necessarily that, even though he's kind of the people's champion right now. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's a different story. That's more of those, like, I identify with the struggles of Hangman, right? But, like, I don't think Eddie Kingston's more of the guy where, where we'd be like, that's the guy, though. I'm going to tell everybody, like, fucking die. my fucking time. Get out of here. You can't fuck with me. All I'm trying to do is live my life. And you're in the way. It's trying to get you the fuck out of the way, right? Mm-hmm. That's a that's a different character even than the Hangman. I want that Eddie Kingston chase and and capture. Yeah, I agree with you. Hangman was relatable because we've all had self doubt, right? That was mm-hmm. the new wrinkle in a pro wrestling storyline where someone was chasing the title was the self doubt. Could he even go get over yeah. his own outside of MVP's like run when he was like broke down and, and oh, yeah, yeah, ran yeah. It. like that's is, the only thing I can think of, but that's not even close to the level yeah, this is more right. elevated but with eddie kingston the attribute that i think most closely associate associates him with the everyday man and the stone cold character is that he does bad things right we've mm-hmm. seen him faults he has major low faults. blow and stuff like that yeah we but, wouldn't consider hangman stuff a fault we'd be like no man everybody has that right yeah. <laughs> like eddie kingston would be like yeah man you drank too much last night and you pissed somebody off right but right. with eddie kingston yeah with eddie kingston he'll do a low blow to win a match but so would we right like that's mm-hmm. the relatable part is he's not the true hey guys like the john cena hustle loyalty respect it's like i don't i don't relate to that now some people obviously do but like i don't relate to that where stone cold was you know stunning jeff jarrett because he doesn't like him during a monday night raw that makes sense there's people i don't fucking like right that i just want to punch in the face and so like that attribute that stone cold has eddie kingston also has and to your point yeah that's what makes him the like everyday man because we've all made mistakes and if you look back and if it was filmed you'd be like i shouldn't have done that but like i'm probably gonna do it again you know what i mean <laughs> like that's that's what makes eddie kingston so great yes, and the believability he's the like best. i said yeah i don't feel like eddie kingston's ever cut a written promo everything has just right. been him now as where you said where mjf is so pristine and so perfect and we don't can't recall a time he even flubbed a single line Eddie Kingston does almost every time because it feels like he's so pissed off and he's just got to fucking get it out of his mouth and he fucks it like, God damn, you know what I fucking meant to say? Like, where, like, it's real. Like, you identify mm-hmm. with that because it feels real where, like, you'd be like, and then another thing, you said the other, you didn't fucking say, your, your partner said, you know what I fucking mean, right? Like, that right. kind of shit, right? Yeah. He's so he, frustrated and so angry that, like, he yeah. fucks it up and then it pisses him off that he fucked it up. God damn it. <laughs> right? Eddie Kingston, I love it. Love it. Eddie King. All right. Love it. What's yes. your next, dear Sam? Okay, so I'm going to go a little bit piggybacking off that, but a slightly right turn here. So my dear Santa Christmas wish number two is a more focused on the completed current AEW roster. So to my point, as you said, you want Eddie Kingston to be your champion, right? Eddie Kingston has put in the time now. He's been here for a while, and he is an AEW guy. As much as I love the surprise of tonight's Kyle O'Reilly, 
and there's other free agents out there. Bray Wyatt's still lurking in the shadows. You still have Braun Strowman, possibly. I, I, I want more focus on who's currently signed instead of this Rolodex of who's the next surprise and who's the next surprise. We haven't seen Miro in a ring since the pay-per-view. Like, I need Miro, right? I love Miro is feuding with God. Why is that not talked about more often? That's yeah. insane. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So like my, my What if he wish... came up with his own title in his fight oh. with God? Champion yeah. of, of the existence of, of the universe's existence or something. That, you know what I mean? Like the just... Hades World Championship. Yeah. yeah, just the that. Yeah. But I want more focus Challenge on Challenge you to the championship of all of space and time. Well, Perfect. that would be a Matt Hardy thing, man. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> you know, fucking... I know what you mean. But yeah, more focus on Matt Hardy. I think then you got like you had mentioned earlier. Uh, not Matt Hardy, excuse Miro. me, Miro. Oh, like, please, uh, not on Matt Hardy. No, <laughs> but not, I think, then okay. it figured out what you said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Miro. More focus on Miro. More focus, as you mentioned earlier, Sammy Guevara, right? We gave him this championship. I can't tell you what his motivations are other than he'll fight anyone, which is fine, but, like, you need a little bit more. If you gave him more TV time, you could flesh out a better story. So focusing more on what we have instead of, Ooh, what would be fun if we got this and this and like WWE is going to continue to release people and sign people and do all that stuff. But you don't have to be a reactionary company where you just, well, I got to take Bray Wyatt now. Guess, guess that makes sense. Like, no, it doesn't. You don't need him because you have Malachi Black filling that role right now. You know what I mean? Right. So focus on your current, you know, December. What is it? December 22nd. Your AEW roster. Focus on that mm -hmm. for 2022. Well, that's great that you said that because that goes really well with my second Dear Santa Ooh, like wish that. for Dear Santa. And that is, Dear Santa, I know, please forgive me, I know this is going to sound greedy. I know this is going to sound like I'm a greedy fuck, and I know it's going to sound like I'm looking to gift horse in the mouth because I just mentioned how you finally answered one of our longstanding wishes for a solid number two. Dear Santa, I need a solid number three. Now listen to me, please. <laughs> All right, now listen, right? You said it. We've got Braun Strowman out there. We've got fucking Bray Wyatt waiting in the ring in the wings. We've saying like Kyle O'Reilly, man, is this too many guys? I don't care if it's one of the existing ones, right? I I know GCW's catching steam, but I have a hard time believing they're gonna be a national TV product, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That kind. Of, they're not gonna be on the Tonight Show. That kind of shit, right? Um, if it's Impact, so be it, right? Like somebody kind of catch fire to where it's like. You know what I mean? A couple million people are watching this each time. They've got the money. I think the big thing with AEW is Tony Khan's got the money to pay people mm -hmm. that would match what WWE could. So if we could get a third, Santa, love you, big guy. Love you. Third, Fair third enough. wrestling like promotion. Mm. All right. Well, that somewhat goes into <laughs> my third wish. But again, taking another right turn here because I don't necessarily focus on we need a third i think as the internet wrestling community and here you go dear santa my third christmas wish third christmas wish mm -hmm. is that collectively the the wrestling community the internet wrestling community whatever you want to define the wrestling fan right i want us to not hate watch and not have to complain just because something's bad if something's bad we can ignore it and guess what 
just because it's number one by dollars and viewership right now doesn't mean we have to say, well, Raw was bad this week. Raw's been bad for three years, like solidly bad for three years. So like, you don't have to watch, you don't have to comment, and you don't have to hate watch. You don't have to watch Raw. It is okay if you missed it. Guys, I missed it. I've missed it for seven weeks. I've been watching the Holiday Baking Championship. So good. I don't think I've watched it in three, four weeks, and it feels freeing. And shout out to our friend Justin Summers, Wrestling Cheers, Trending Topics Network, all that, you know, uh, good stuff. Find his podcast. I think he's been trying to tell us this for a while. You're going to watch the shit. Yeah, (laughs) it's not good. There's so much other stuff out there. To his point, yes, to his point, to your point, yeah, there is so much other stuff that you can watch that instead. But I don't like that collectively we have to talk about, for example, I saw it on, on my Twitter timeline while I was live tweeting during AW Dynamite, how bad Liv Morgan's promo was on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and the sun comes out in July. We don't have to state the obvious. Like, yeah, get, and again, these these channels who I don't know how, but they're somewhat bigger than us on YouTube and have more influence. You don't have to talk about it. You, ha- you can talk about your fun things, right? We don't have to have breaking news. Oh, this is another sad one. 10 more wrestlers were released from WWE. Okay. Talk about when they get hired. Hey, by the way, Jeff Hardy's in GCW. Didn't know if you knew, but he got fired from WWE. Oh, great. He's in GCW. Neat. Or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to give oxygen in the room to a promotion you don't even like. Mm-hmm. That's 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 my wish is All right. talk about what you like. Well, that's great because that kind of ties into my third Dear Santa, which also ties back into my second Dear Santa, right? Where okay. I wanted a solid number three because Dear Santa, for my third wish list, I would like WWE to fucking die. Fuck Vince McMahon. <laughs> And I didn't watch Raw, but do you see what the fuck he said about, like, like I know he's supposed to be a sleazeball character on TV, but, like, how fucking tone deaf and how little do you actually give a shit about people to say the shit he said about firing people in around the fucking holidays, which he's done for the past two fucking years in mass. Fuck them. I hope it all dies, and I want the third because I hope they'd be the second that people could fucking go to. Like, mm-hmm. I'm done. I don't, even, I don't care what happens on it now because... They don't fucking deserve it. Vince McMahon deserves to fucking be penniless. And he's fucking Scrooge. Like, he deserves to be penniless alone and have the fucking world hate him. I, I think mean, it's bad. I Like, it's, the whole fucking culture over there is shit. Yeah, I will say, you know, again, we don't know him personally. We've never met him. There's There are good stories about how he pays for rehab of, you know, people with addiction problems. Yeah, because he great fucking stuff. put them in a... Right, exactly. Yeah, now we don't uh, understand why he got there. But anyhow, uh, but I agree with you. The business practices and the culture don't need to be supported and and, and propped up. So just, it, again, it, nope. if you like I it. I hope we find out he fucking funded the January 6th riots and he gets okay. mutued <laughs> and he fucking, I hope he loses every fucking thing at this point. Well, y- yes, but I think what what we're really talking about is like, is, this is what I'm really fucking talking about. But what I, I think, I think our point with my third wish and what you're saying as well is like, it doesn't have to be acknowledged that there's shit, right? Like if you right. step in shit, you don't have to then announce it to everyone in your vicinity. Like you just get it off your shoe, right? 
and, and to your also to, to your point, your wish is like, it's bad. We don't need to support it. Cut, cut the tie, cut mm-hmm. the string. Cause that's how it dies. Right. The reason it survives is we got to know what happens at Royal rumble. Well, they keep being assholes the- and they keep shitting out money because you keep giving it to them. Right. It's, you know, uh, to go off on a quick tangent here, it's one of those things like I, I always got mad uh, with these big money fights breaking away from pro wrestling for a quick second. Like uh, when Conor McGregor fought Floyd Mayweather, right? Mm-hmm. I, I hate or when it. Jake to- Paul fights. Or Jake Paul. Like yeah, Tyron Jake Woodley. Paul, <laughs> right. When Jake Paul knocks out Tyron Woodley. Uh, Maybe. I totally did. Yeah, um, well, but, well, whether or not he took it, you know, on oh, purpose. No, he didn't. No, 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 no. You don't take that punch for <laughs> any kind of money. But anyhow, what, what I was getting at here is, you know, the discussion around, let's just say again, Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor is, do you know how much money they're going to make off this fight? Yeah. And I always want to tell them, it's your money. Yeah. If you don't, you don't have to support yeah. it. And that's, again, where like. I think it's the most insane thing I ever heard when people are like, well, I think it's stupid, but I got to respect them for making their money. Like, no, you don't. No. You don't have to respect people for that. And the fact that you do, in light of it being a robbing-esque act and a shitbag act, then I don't think you're fucking coming from a good person's standpoint either. I think you're saying bad things about yourself. (laughs) Like, fucking wake up for a second, man. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's to our point. Like w- when we talk about next year's WrestleMania, one of the things uh, is like, it's going to sell out. It's going to be, you know, a sellout in Dallas, I think is where they're going to be at. Like, oh, isn't that going to be a crazy spectacle? It's like, it doesn't have to be if it's bad. No one has to go. No one has so, to go. So let's talk about this. All right. We were supposed to go to the WrestleMania before COVID hit and shut everything down. Mm-hmm. We didn't go. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of get we dodged a bullet there because some things happened with me and wasn't able to go. I've never yeah. been to a WrestleMania in my life ever, right. and it's, it's right. always been a bucket list thing. It's been a bucket list thing to attend a WrestleMania. We've even said we're still going to go, I, not to dig into things and not give us, but like I'm just now recently at a financial point in my life where I could go buy ten WrestleMania trips right now hey. and fucking be like. And not be sweating, right? Like, right. maybe tens a lot, but you know, get what I'm saying, know, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I could put that down right now and not have to budget around it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. I wouldn't right, right now. I, I, I mean, I, I want to say like I wouldn't go if you paid me. Of course, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm gonna. If you pay me, I'm gonna go. 100%. But yeah. like, I'm, I, I'm not going to, even though I have the expendable income too now. Tim, to, to your bigger point here, another one of your bucket list items is going to be three hours away from us next month, and we're not going. Royal Rumble is going to be in yeah. St. Louis, and we're, we're not going. We're not going to go to that. No. i driven to St. Louis for Glory Pro. <laughs> but we're not doing it for WWE. I w- yeah, exactly. Now, I know there's a different price point we're discussing, but again, what I said here, like, that's fine with me. I yeah. would pay the tickets. I would pay the fucking gas. I would go mm-hmm. if it was an AW show the level of a fucking Royal Rumble there. Yep. Hundred percent. Well, yeah, that's won't with WWE, and that's the thing. It's been a bucket list since I've been a fucking like twenty-five to thirty years Mm -hmm. to go to this, and now I I would be pissed if I found out somebody took some money from me and did it to buy that fucking. I'd be more pissed if you stole the money from me. If you bought drugs with it, I would be less pissed. I would be more pissed if you bought WrestleMania tickets. 
<laughs> right? Yeah. Anything yeah. that supported WWE, I wouldn't care if you went and fucking gave it to Trump. I would be less well, pissed. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, it's same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? But like, you know what I mean? That's where the line is, right? Like, I am so not only now disinterested and just fucking saddened by the state of the product, I'm also pissed off at the people running it and the culture they've created and how they mm-hmm. fucking treat people. So I don't yep. want anything to do with it anymore. Yep. Yeah. So I wanted to die, Santa. Please, please, Santa. <laughs> Can you please you kill WWE? Well, hey. But, yeah. Uh, Santa is giving <laughs> us uh, a present on mm. uh, on Christmas night. Again, eight o'clock on TNT in the one true time zone. Mm-hmm. That's Central Standard Time for those who don't know. We get probably the best Christmas gift of 2021. Oh yeah. We get. The second match against Bear Bronson of Hook. And again, you wrote it out correctly in the chat last week. I'm going to say it one more time. If you come to me talking about Hook, I love it. Love all opinions, good or bad. He's a very hot commodity right now, so I totally understand it. But if you come talking to me about Hook, and it ain't spelled capitalized H, capitalized O, capitalized O, capitalized k i ain't listening i ain't reading no it ain't hook no it's hook all caps hook uh with that said man uh please use hashtag tweet table give us your dear santas um give us any suggestions you might have for year in reviews if you thought something was a match of the year a wrestler of the year feel free to throw those in there too we'll read those next week we don't even have to tell you which ones we're gonna do if they match if they don't whatever If, if you're like Best fucking promo in the third segment of an AEW show as well. Whatever. Just whatever you got. Yeah. Whatever you thought was something the best. Best GCW fucking blood spot. Whatever it is. Hashtag worst, table. Yeah. Worst segment. Uh, obviously, that's yeah, when the zombies. Yeah, you go worst too. Yeah. Obviously, zombies. that's when the zombies took out Miz. When they that's ate easy Miz, one. but he didn't yeah. get eaten. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> that was, that oh, yeah, was but- worse than the egg thing, wasn't it? Then the yes. like, then the, oh, like yes. we love the rock. Who's not going to be here? <laughs> right. But the egg had continuity, right? It's, I have a gift that was given to me. Someone took it. Who took it? The zombies in a <laughs> Miz Damian priest match made no fucking sense. They, they ate him. Anyway. They fucking ate him. And then they just apparently didn't shit him out whole. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's a zombie running around. He's a high functioning zombie. Anyhow, Jesus hey. Christ. <laughs> Hook. Hook. So check us out next week. We'll do our, our week in review, our year in review as it was. And uh, until then, remember, hashtag tweet the table. The Spanish announce table.